0: And welcome back to the Turning 30 podcast, a place where we talk about what it's really like to turn 30. I'm your host, Life Coach Emma Wilson, and I'm here to help you feel better, get unstuck, and be more confident in your 30s. I'm really excited about this solo episode because it really is an important, a very, very important message to not only all of my listeners who are single and waiting for love and in that place where they're trying to call in a relationship but it is also relevant what I'm going to talk about today if you are not looking for love it's not something that's currently on your mind but you are feeling impatient waiting for something to click with your business or your career or you just feel like you're waiting for something to happen that you really want and you're doing all the things but nothing is actually happening. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, but we are going to be talking about it in the context of love and finding a relationship. And before I even go into the message that I have for all of you, it is connected to the fact that in the past two weeks, since I last recorded the podcast, Turning 30 has been going kind of viral. Really, really fun completely out of the blue. I have been posting on my Instagram day in, day out, literally almost every day for around five years. And it has taken until now for things to really blow up. I've built I had already built an amazing community. I, about three and a half years into the journey of posting, I reached 10,000 followers, which was a really, really cool milestone. And then over the next year after that, I got another six, 7,000 followers, but I've been stuck on 17,000 for a while. And honestly, that is amazing. What an amazing achievement to build up an Instagram account from zero to 17,000 with no prior experience. But at the same time, I've just been saying this to my own coach and really to to my friends and and other colleagues like wow I just know that my message should be going viral everybody needs to hear this everybody needs to know the power of taking control of your life in your 30s and building it and owning it, and feeling empowered, and feeling inspired, and all of the things that I stand for. So it's been one of those weird things where when it started going viral, and I started getting lots of followers all at the same time, I was kind of like, yes, this should be happening. Like it felt right. It felt like this is what I wanted. This is what I've been manifesting. This is what I deserve. But at the same time, still, obviously, we all have our human brains feeling some imposter syndrome of like, I don't get it. You know, I've doubled my Instagram followers from 17 and now I'm like 40 something. It's probably going to be tripled soon. And it feels strange, but at the same time, it really is is a really exciting time for the brand, really exciting time to just know that my mes- message and mission is being exposed and in the ears of so many people. So on that note, before we start talking about topic that I want to dive into this week. I wanted to welcome everybody here who is new, everybody here who has never listened to the Turning 30 podcast before, who's only recently joined the community and only recently become a follower or a listener. I'm so happy to have you here. I really hope that you enjoy this content that Is so much good stuff going on on this podcast. Really hit subscribe if you like the episodes. I invite you to rate it, give me five stars. Let's try and get this into as many ears as possible. And if you're new and you listen to an episode and you have any feedback, something that you want to share, something that helped you, please feel free to DM me on Instagram. I love hearing from you all. Sometimes it feels like when you're you have a podcast that you're speaking to the air. So I really like it when I get messages saying your takeaways and also suggesting any guests any topics that you want I do a complete mixture of solo episodes and guest interviews with special guests on all different topics and there are really no topics that are off limits because over here we're really giving voice to a voice to so many people and so many messages. So yes, I'm really happy to have you reminding you again to subscribe and to rate and to review and to share. Share it with your audiences if you are also active on social media or share it with friends who you know will also benefit. And actually the idea for this podcast episode, which has been sitting with me and brewing for a while, really came from the feeling of waiting, waiting for love to come. And it's really connected with this whole concept of going viral because for the past however long, it feels like I was mentioning before, I was waiting for something to click. I've been waiting for something to happen. And I knew in my heart of hearts that I deserve it. And I knew. I think I knew that it would happen one day. It was just a matter of time, but I still was giving up a little bit of hope. Now, I just want to do a caveat here that my business is great without being viral. You know, some of the most engaged community times I've had within the business is when I had very few followers. So it's a little bit of a vanity metric for a content creator to really focus on that. But I still want to say there was something about reaching this level of getting into more people's ears. And it's like the same parallel as waiting for a relationship. When your business is a bit slow or, you know, it's not basically at the point that you want it to be, it can feel like you're banging your head against a wall, showing up every single day or doing all the right things, but it still doesn't feel like something is completely clicked and something's there. And in the same way that I know so many of you, and one year ago, I felt like this with my love life that I was doing all the right things. I was dating. I was on the apps. I was going on a few dates a week. I was putting myself out there. I was going to different events. I was healing my dating patterns and I was reading about it. I was really involved and still love just wasn't coming. And I started to think about what I would need to hear if that was me or when it was me, I should say. But before I even start, I just want to say, if that is you, if you're feeling frustrated, if you're feeling fed up, if you're feeling like you just want to throw the towel in and you're just like, where is he or she? Why is it not happening? Why can I not just have this love that I so deserve? I just want to say that I hear you and I see you and I get you because I've spoken publicly on here how I... I'm now in a relationship and I've started to talk more about getting into a relationship at the age of 35 but it wasn't very long ago that I was freaking out about not being in a relationship so I really just want to say that I really understand and I used to also get a bit annoyed sometimes when I would listen to podcasts or see content on people's instagrams who are in a relationship and they will be giving me advice about being single and I would be like but babe, you don't get it. You're in a relationship. You don't have to go on a date this weekend. You don't have to open up the apps and speak to all these losers and like have a really difficult time. So I know that for some of you may look at me now and say, okay, Emma, but it's worked for you. Like you found someone and yeah, I have, but I do think that the message I'm going, I'm recording for you all today is really going to help you. I know it might be triggering and I know it might be eye rolling and it might not land that well because of what I said. Because I know that it's hard to take advice from somebody who's ahead of you in the thing that you want. But I hope that you will listen. And I hope that if it does trigger you, that's okay. Because I think it would have triggered me if I heard it one year ago. And if that's the case, then it means that we're similar in the way that we think and therefore this message is even more relevant. So please don't press pause on the podcast just yet. So I keep referencing to one year ago. So I want to take you all back to April 2022. I'm the turning 30 coach, running my business, absolutely loving my single life. Honestly, there's not one part of me that did not enjoy and embrace the fact that I was single. And I still honestly... I miss it and it's nothing to do with my relationship now. It was just such a meaningful time for me. I'm so happy that I had the opportunity to be single at this age. I think that lots of people don't have this opportunity and it's a shame for them. And I absolutely was loving my single life. I had just got back off another trip to Central America where I was remote working in the winter. I was living living alone in my beautiful apartment. I absolutely love it's my safe sanctuary that I've built and wow I just love it and with my business and I've got this amazing group of friends and everything's really great but I was really down about being single and I was really really fed up of dating it just felt really heavy it felt whew, I just need to take a deep breath now I was just on the verge of breaking point really like I didn't want to date anymore I was fed up the apps were annoying rejection after rejection after rejection I just couldn't get it right something felt wrong and I was exhausted and then it was my best friend's wedding I had the best week but after it I was I I made it about me you know very selfishly whatever let's just say that's most weddings when we go we can reflect it back to ourselves and think about where we are in our stage of life and I felt really, yeah, troubled, and I had some tears, and it was a lot to do with the fact that I was coming up to my 35th birthday, which is in June, the end of June, I'm just about to come up now to my 36th birthday, and I was freaking out, you know, I'm a turning 30 coach for a reason, birthdays bother the heck out of me, birthdays are like my trigger point and you know for the three months before my birthday I always have some sort of a meltdown or a freak out or some big transition happens and it's always in connection to the fact that there's a birthday looming and this was like double whammy best friends getting married really wanting a relationship had just gone through a rejection around April time and I had a big rejection in December big rejection in April of men that I was dating that now looking back were not right for me but at the time I felt that they were and I was starting to lose hope and that's where I was I was in that hopeless place when you genuinely think it's not going to happen and I think in my heart of hearts I always knew and I do know this still that I'm going to find love again I didn't have a belief and I know there are some of you out there that do struggle with this belief because I work on it with clients that you aren't deserving of love or that you're not going to have a relationship again, especially if it's been many years or, or ever since you've had one. I didn't believe that. I knew it was going to come eventually, but I didn't know when. And it was bothering me because of this concept of my biological clock ticking and wanting to have a child. And 35, for all the reasons that we know, is a really loaded age. I actually recorded... A podcast episode on this around the time of my birthday last year, so you can feel free to go and listen to that. I think I named it Musing Musings of Turning 35. And I was feeling really sad and really sorry for myself. And now I look back and I'm like, wow, I wish I could tell myself what I'm about to tell you all today. And that is to just practice patience and practice loving on yourself as much as you possibly can. Even in these times of extreme sadness and misery and loss of hope and defeated, defeatedness, is that a word? Just try and find that 1% of you that can muster up some patience of waiting and bring it back to enjoying your single life. I am very fortunate to say I'm in a relationship now and as much as I love my boyfriend and I'm so grateful and I am happy and I was really I was really really you know grateful that this person came in that I let this love in it doesn't take away the fact that for a majority of the time I loved my single days but this blip that I had last April May I don't wish I didn't have it because it was all for good reason. And it definitely spurred off some really good internal work that led to some even better internal changes that I think led to the relationship itself. But, you know, I just want to go back and share with that version of myself that you're going to be okay. You're safe. You're fine. You don't need a person or relationship to validate you. And that's what I want to say to each and every one of you today. And I want to compare this to the going viral thing because it's like, if I would have gone viral a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, when I really was like craving all the followers, I for sure wouldn't have been able to cope with it. It would have been too much for me. I didn't have any systems in place in my business. The back end of my business was really messy. I would have freaked out. I, even though I wanted it so much, wasn't fully ready to... Get all these new followers in my community. Whereas now I am here for it. I am ready. I've been working with a business coach for the last year. I just know that I can transform these women's lives. I am so confident in my ability to help my community that th- there can't be enough followers. Come on, all of you come in. Millions and millions. Okay, maybe not millions, that's an exaggeration, but I can handle it. A few years ago, I could not have handled it. And I want to compare that with how I felt about relationships because. One year ago I was definitely ready to meet somebody but I wasn't ready for a relationship and I'm not saying that's the case for you I'm just sharing my personal journey but now I see that with hindsight I can really understand and I read this the other day that being ready for a connection with someone is actually really different from being ready to have a partnership a relationship and to live with somebody if that's something that the relationship leads to and I can safely say that I was not done with being single. I was not done with focusing on myself. I was not ready yet to let that person into my life, which is actually ironic when we think about it because the person who has become my boyfriend was in my life, but I wasn't ready for him. I pushed him away many times because I was like, no, no, no. But on some level telling myself, oof, I can't meet someone, there's something wrong with me. You know, there's no good men out there, all of those things, especially around the dating app. So- that's just something to note that I think we just want to always jump ahead into the next phase of life, into the next timeline. We want it to happen really quickly. We want it to happen when we want, but sometimes we don't really understand the consequence of what it means when it happens. Now, I thought I would just end this episode. I know we're only about halfway through, but it's, it's a quick one for me, a quick-ish one. But I wanted to share with you what I would and wouldn't do differently in this period of being single from the ages of 33 to 35. So I know I'm repeating myself, but firstly, and most importantly, I would be more patient. I would stop trying to rush the process. I would stop trying to put lots of pressure on myself to date, even when I really wasn't in the mood. I actually really got better at this as time went on. It was much worse when I was newly single and I was in a bit of a dating frenzy. I would date all the time, even when I felt low, even when I wasn't in the mood. I would go on dates when I was feeling a little bit like unwell, and the truth is that when you're dating from the apps, the chance of meeting somebody that you really vibe with and having a good date is quite slim, unless you're really good at vetting and do like video calls before. But usually, if you're just going on a date from a, a text exchange, then it's quite slim that this person is going to be amazing, does happen. So the way that I see it now looking back is like, I would tell myself, M." You don't have to go on a date if you feel like crap. Why don't you stay in, have a night of self care, order something nice to eat or cook something yummy, go in front of Netflix, read a book, have a bath. Because if you go out now, it's going to be like you're being kicked when you're down. When you date people and you're feeling already emotionally low, it is literally like you are, yeah, you're you're being kicked when you're already down. If the past version of me was single, who was single, was more patient, she would always have chosen sanity over a date. And if I was more patient, I also wouldn't have got so frustrated. I wouldn't have been so frustrated at the apps and what was out there. And I would have compared less. I would have compared where I was in my stage of life less, right? This is an obvious one, but I wish I compared less. I would have been more present in my own life. And I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have flashed forward all the time and thought that the grass was greener. That is something I used to do a lot. I would always flash forward and say, oh, I just want this future time of happiness when I'm going to be with this partner and I will finally find love. But the truth is that when you get to the goal, so now I'm in the relationship, I'm really happy that I'm in a relationship, don't get me wrong, but I've still got a human brain. I still experience a huge spectrum of emotions. My life isn't like a music video. I'm walking around skipping and jumping and there's rainbows, you know, Daisies and everything floating everywhere. No, I still have tough times. I still feel low. I still feel hopeless. I still have times where I, you know, think about, oh, I wish the time that I was single was, I wish I could be single again so I could do things by myself or not have to take into account someone else. And maybe I'm going to do a podcast about this, about the difficulties of meeting someone later, or the, not the difficulties necessarily, but the challenges that you have to experience. But I wish I could tell the past version of me that my life wouldn't have been solved and perfect once I got in a relationship. Because I think that really contributed to the impatience that I genuinely believed that life would just be automatically better. So the next thing that I would do differently is I would be more accepting. Okay. This is a big one. And honestly, it's it's one that I think that I did do. It took a while but I really see that many of my clients and many of my friends who are single don't do this. And it's to really accept where you are right now. It really shaped my single life for me. The times when I was the most accepting were the times that I enjoyed the most. So accept where you are in life, you know, accept that it looks differently to those around you and accept that this is your lot and not in a negative way, just in a way that we don't all have the same timelines. It's impossible for us all to do things at the same time. So this is your journey and you get to own it. And acceptance is a tough one because I can't give you a magic wand to explain to you how to accept. It's your own journey. It's your own process to go on. But you absolutely can work on it. And I actually have a whole module in my next chapter Foundations coaching course, which I'll link in the show notes, which basically explains some methods of acceptance, some methods of how you can really come to terms with where you are in your life right now. The next thing I would do is to be more compassionate to myself. I would have given myself so much more grace, allowing yourself to experience all all of the emotions that come with being single. I wrote a really great post once, maybe I'll actually repost it on my Instagram this week, but what I wrote was that we don't appreciate and honor enough the complexities of the emotions, the soup of emotions that we feel with being single. And for me, it was the really high highs and also really low lows. And I would go back and I would give myself permission to be sad when I felt sad. I would give myself a permission to feel frustrated and I would also give my permission to celebrate myself and to enjoy all the fun parts of being single and being alone. You know, one thing that I think many single women do is they feel a level of guilt for enjoying being alone and they think and believe that if they were to actually truly accept and embrace and enjoy single life and to maybe become more independent then it would mean on some cosmic level that love won't come. Or even not on a cosmic level, on a practical level that if I'm independent, a man will see this and think that I'm too, too, you know, able to fend for myself. And there's a lot of awful rhetoric out there in the dating coaches who are saying like men need to chase women who are needy. And then women have got this thing in their head that if they're independent or if they enjoy being single and say that out loud, then it means that they won't be lovable. But it's just not true because love with the right person will come because you're independent, because you're thriving and you're working on yourself and you're in this place of self-love and not the opposite way around. And I experienced this. I experienced it a lot in terms of feeling this pushback from having an Instagram profile that was so visible and I used to often get men who would listen to my podcast and know a lot about me before I dated them I didn't ever exchange uh disclose my uh podcast or my Instagram to anybody but they would obviously go and do the pre-date stalk and they would find me and it would always slip up on dates and I had a really big thing about this that I celebrate being single and the men see this and therefore they're intimidated by it and the truth is some were and some will always be and that's just not the man for me my boyfriend now he's been following me for three years and we've known each other for a long time and he obviously has his own opinion sometimes of what I share on Instagram but in general he loves it he thinks it's amazing to see what I'm doing to build this community he celebrates it and he always says to me how incredible it is to be with somebody who is so happy alone and that he knows that I've chosen him when I'm so happy by myself so I really think that it's important to recognize that if you're feeling like you're holding back because of that really dig into that really explore it another thing that I think I would do more of I definitely did this and I think that my ability to coach myself and to be in this world of understanding how the mind works and how thoughts work really did help me but I would definitely practice it more And I want to share it with you all now because I think that this is crucial for when you're feeling low and down and fed up of being single, is that I would really understand how to lower the internal chatter and the unreasonable thoughts that I would have about being single and we all know what these thoughts are for me I had a very unreasonable thought that I was going to die alone and I knew it was unreasonable because actually when I thought about it rationally and logically I knew that I was eventually going to meet somebody but on my hardest days I would tell myself I'm going to be alone forever I'm the one that's gonna just be always left out of everything with all the couples this is never going to happen for me everyone else is madly in love and I'm the one without love. You know, all of these really super irrational thoughts that now I look back on them and I'm like, yes, it was just this internal chatter that was doing no good. So I want to share with you some rational thoughts that really helped me at the time and still help me now on my journey with love. And I want to share them with you so you can take them away. You can have full permission to borrow these thoughts. So Firstly, not everyone can meet their partner by the age of 35 and not everybody is going to be in a perfect dream relationship. Most people won't be. Now that thought is important because on social media, we see and imagine that every single person that we know or we are exposed to has this gorgeous dream relationship and they wake up and their gorgeous husband makes them breakfast in bed and then they go downstairs and it is, it's bullshit, right? And we, we know that it is. So that's one thought is that we're all on different timelines and not everybody is in a dream relationship, even if it looks that way on social media. Being with someone isn't going to solve or fix all my problems. That's what I was talking about before, about the grass is greener syndrome. I won't delve into that any further. When I'm with someone, I will still feel lonely. I will still have moments of doubt and sadness and frustration and worry And this is also what I was saying before. And I can tell you that now just how true this is because being in a relationship isn't a fix for all your problems. And I'm going, like I mentioned, I'm going to record more on this in a separate podcast. There is someone out there that I will connect with. Really rational thought. There are 8 billion people in the world. All it takes is one person. I do have more time to have kids. This is a, a very true thought and rational thought. And it really helped me. Even though 35 years old feels like my time is ticking and the biological clock is ticking, it really isn't as many people have kids way into their 40s these days. Yes, there's lots of risks. I'm not going to brush over that, but it is a possibility. I am being rational by deciding to check my fertility and freeze my eggs. I'm doing what I can to be empowered and take control of the situation. When I meet someone, I know I will miss these days of being single. I love my single life. Let me lean into that. So that's just some thoughts that I used to practice a lot. I used to journal on them. I used to write about them. I used to say them out loud. And I really recommend that you do too. And maybe the last thing I'll talk about and the key to everything here is to practice trust practice that it's working out as it should and not that fake trust that you tell yourself when you really want to be spiritual and believe that everything's happening for a reason not that gaslighty. okay things are going shit but it's all part of the story and it's all going to unfold no not that trust and also not the trust that you pretend to feel because you know that someone told you that if you trust more you'll find a relationship not that trust it's just a deep trust that you are on the right path alongside with taking all the aligned actions that you can take to make it happen. If you can really access that trust within you that your time will come and if you can really exercise feeling and being more patient and you can accept where you are, you can hold space for your emotions and really accept the soup of emotions that being single brings and you can also start to foster really deep self-worth and great love for yourself, then you wouldn't give up. You really wouldn't give up. You would own your single life and you would just get ready in your mind to enjoy your life no matter what the outcome, whether it's going to be a few more years alone, whether it's going to be a few more months alone or not. So I really hope this message helped you today. And if it did, please reach out to me and share with me what helped you and what you took from it. And I'll ask again for you to please rate the podcast so we can get it into more ears. I also wanted to remind you all that there are still spots left on the UK Summer Retreat. It's the Align Retreat that I'm doing with my co-retreat host, Yelena, and we're running four magical days in the countryside in Kent from the 4th to the 7th of August, and there are still some spots left. So if you're ready to meet other like-minded women who are doing this work and to build your next chapter together, and you're just really craving that in-person contact, then I invite you to check it out and sign up now. And I'll see everybody else on the podcast next week.